calling all podcasters, audio professionals, and potential podcasters. Come to Afros and Audio's virtual podcast festival. The third annual Afros and Audio Festival takes place the weekend of November 13th and 14th. That's right. Afros and Audio is a community dedicated to curating accessible, inclusive events and spaces for and by Black podcast creatives and audio professionals at all levels. Throughout the weekend, they'll explore all aspects of the industry with sessions on podcast news and trends, growth and promotion, editing and production, podcast monetization, the art of podcasting, how to effectively start and launch a podcast, and more. Tea with Queen and Jay, us, me, and Queen, we will be there presenting our session. The market is not flooded. Podcasting outside of white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism. Listeners of Tea with Queen and Jay podcast will receive 25% off their Afros and Audios tickets using code AFAUTQJ21. Again, that's AFAUTKJ21. To secure your spot, visit AfrosandAudios.com and follow them on Instagram at Afros and Audio. We'll, we'll see, see you there. there. <laughs> it's 25% off. Yeah, That's a really good deal. So That's definitely a lot check off. that out. The girls are grieving. Content warning for discussions of death. We talk about navigating loss and everything that comes with it. Then, in honor of spooky season, we revisit blackface for the holiday. Whether or not I was a coon in 2017. Why niggas give me heebie-jeebies. And how working at a cool job while black can still be whack. It's Tea with Queen and Jay. Drink up. We're back. Howdy. Again. It's been a while. It has been a while, yo. It has been a while. Where you been? You know, in bed crying. (laughs) Me too, Curled up in fetal position. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Well, we're back now. Hi, y'all. Have y'all been crying? Have y'all been in the fetal position? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully Hopefully you've been having a a good time, you know? Yeah. That's what I hope. That's what I hope. But we're back. And we're black. We're black and we're here and we're queer and we're ready. <laughs> Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And this is Tea with Queen and Jay. And I haven't done that in a while. That was nice. I know, right? That was good. Cleansing out. Yes. Ancestral ass. Yes. Bad bitches link up. Mm-hmm. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag T with QJ. We love when you use that on the social media. We also like when you use the hashtag pod and you can tweet us at T with QJ on Twitter because that's where you tweet. And we want to hear from you. You can send us T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Every week we pour libations for the people, places, and things giving us black ass, black joy. Queen, have you found joy? What are you pouring libations for this week? It's always joy in it, I think, I believe. Mm -hmm. So I'm pouring libations to everyone who has been checking up on me, just being around and being supportive as I navigate grief and losing my dad. To all my friends and family and even coworkers who like understand that I don't really give a shit about nothing right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't give a shit with your t- not you not this paper not this computer yeah. 
I don't really give a shit right now. And so far, no one has taken that personally. They kind of understand right. that I'm in like this space. So I appreciate that because, um, you mm-hmm. know, that is something I don't expect. I'm not used to like just right. being moody. I'm not really, or people who know me know me know I could be moody, but people just out and about don't know me as a moody person. People just think I'm just pretty even temperament. And I feel like mm-hmm. I've been moody, but no one's been like, girl, what's wrong with you? Because they know what's wrong. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> But yeah, so it is It is nice that people kind of like understand who are around me, people as, you know, the day-to-day people. So that's been cool. Mm-hmm. And also thank you to the listeners who I did do a few posts about um, my dad passing and everyone was just really, really nice and understanding and not being weird because we never said when we would come back. We just said, you know, mm-hmm. taking a week off, I think. And then yeah. it's been a couple. So y'all mm-hmm. been really cool with that. So I just want to pull libations for everyone who's made this process a bit easier for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What do you pull libations for? So I lost my grandmother during this time as well. I guess like within like a week and a half to two weeks to when uh, Queen lost her dad. So I want to pour libations for also same as you like thankful to everybody who hit me up i didn't post about it i posted about it on facebook but i didn't post about it on my more public socials but yeah so everybody who knew and took the time to hit me up thank you so much i appreciate you and i want to pour libations to funerals and like i'm thankful that we were able to grieve in person i know a lot of people throughout Mm -hmm. the pandemic like weren't able to celebrate their loved ones or send their loved ones off in the way that is most comfortable to them or would have been most comfortable for their family so i'm really thankful most of my family who was there at the funeral was vaxxed most of them were vaxxed we were in a large church like a high ceiling church that always makes me feel better if i have to be indoors if like the ceilings are high and like there's more air flow Mm -hmm. kind of vibes Mm -hmm. everybody was masked up so yes i feel good about that and being able to gather together and like laugh together cry together and all of that shit or whatever so that felt really good sad but like really really good i yeah yeah that's that Mm -hmm. so i'm really thankful for that experience i think i talked about it before how i like funerals and i say that from a place of privilege like i didn't grow up having to go to a whole lot of funerals and i didn't grow up i didn't experience a lot of loss or traumatic loss i would say like my elders you know passed away my aunt did pass away early earlier in her life but i really enjoy like the time to get together and reflect and commiserate over i don't know if commiserate is the word i always use that but anyway and gather together and fellowship with people in celebration of the person who was lost in celebration of them and in shared grieving you know i think that's really important for people for people who that experience is important to that's really important so i'm thankful to have been able to to do that so that's my libation it's just interesting because this is actually when you pour libations like you know pour some for the homies like dead ass right <laughs> yes 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 yeah it is you know i also want to pour libations for my nephews like lots of people got up we all told stories about my grandma but they're just so cute and eloquent and i'm like an auntie it's really funny i'm, I'm very obsessed with them they did so good they're like <laughs> they're grown <laughs> but they are grown but in my guys. head they are yeah they're grown they're about they to not 19 be and 22 yeah right is not a teenager. right now there's not a, exactly two are not about to be exactly but she still sees in my babies. head <laughs> in my head they're babies and like what's funny the older i get she'd be like you know how to walk <laughs> you know how to talk right like, oh my goodness they're so cute the older i get 
Like, you know how your parents or your, whoever, the older niggas in your life, how they would be corny? Mm -hmm. There's corny things that I do only when I'm with them because they're my nephews and they're just cute. And I just like to be their corny auntie. But it's like stuff that I do with them and around them that I would never do anywhere else Mm -hmm. just because like... I'm your auntie and I'm going to poke at you and I'm going to be corny with you. And like, that's my role and it's funny and it's fun to me. But anyway, libations to my nephews because they're very cute. Meanwhile, my niece wants to go with me to the club. I don't even go to club. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to the club with those children. I'm not going to the club either. That's at nighttime. (laughs) That is funny. That's funny. Yeah, right? Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. That's funny. Yeah, if I went to the club, I would go with them, but that's not even something I really do. But anyway, libations to all of that shit. And libations to all of you who have been, anyone who's been navigating grief, navigating loss, whether it be loved ones or whether it be other losses in your life, definitely libations and love to you. We're going to get through this. Yeah, we are. All right, let's get into podcast shit. Yeah, you're right, you're right. This podcast runs on your support. There are two ways to donate at twithqueenandjay.com. Two. Click the community tab to subscribe on Patreon for $2 a month or send us any amount via PayPal. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. Share this podcast on social media. Tell a friend about us. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We read all of those. We enjoy those. Thank you for those. Or wherever you listen, all of that helps Tea with Queen and Jay grow. That's right. We also have some donation libations this week. Thank you so much to Christopher who hit us up on the PayPal. Christopher says, sending you both some peace and love. Thank you so much. Adrian hit us up a while back and said, here's some cash for snacks and for your return. That was actually for our last return the other time that we was on break and came back, but now we returned again. So it works. (laughs) He's been gone to November. (laughs) We're back. We're back with the jump off. Regina hit us off on PayPal and says, gifts for snacks. Love the show. Thank you so much, Regina. And we also got some new patrons. Please subscribe. Follow us on Patreon. We do a bonus episode every month. New patrons are Ronald, Brianna, and Thayer. Thank you so much. And the homie Lana upped their pledge. Thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. Thank you to everyone who has supported us and possibly needed to scale their donation back. We appreciate you. We appreciate the time that you have been able to support support us and thank you so much for that it helps keep the show going are you ready to get into the motherfucking show yes let's do it let's do it all right 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 i saw somebody at the funeral who was like i've been listening to your podcast one of my mom's friends Mm -hmm. from childhood who i kind of like grew up knowing or whatever i was like oh my god cool she was like yeah i love it a little less motherfuckers, you know, a little less motherfuckers. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for that. I'll do my best, which is a lie, but I will I acknowledge and receive. I acknowledge and receive what you have said and I will keep it in mind. I will do something. Every time you share like stuff like that, I just think it makes me think about how weird my family is because <laughs> mm-hmm. my mom, I guess, posted something about our podcast on her Facebook and then her mm-hmm. best friend, and we call her Auntie Laurel, like that's how best she is. Right. Was like, oh, Naima has a podcast. My mother was like, I deleted that post because she need to mind her business. I don't need her in your business. <laughs> that's your show. <laughs> Mom, it's okay. That's funny. It's okay. She listened to it. 
Oh my god! Like, it's a public show. Yeah. It's a public show. You know who she sounds like? Ooh. You? Yes, I know. That's how I. That's <laughs> where I get. How did you find out about this? What's this? What? Do, how, how did you get here? We do a public. Or she wore. Podcast. Or my mom wore with a T Queen and J shirt that I gave her. Uh huh. Wore to work. So I was like, Oh, what's that? It's my daughter's podcast. Why? You gonna look for it? You don't need to look for it. I'm like, Ma, that's what the purpose of. Oh my god. We want people to ask. The whole point. <laughs> that is the whole point. But it. yes, that's that's why I'm that's like this. That's the awesome. point. That is oh, why Jay is welcoming, and I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> we're raised this way. Well, it's a perfect balance. <laughs> it all serves a purpose. We probably would have had our freaking LLC identity hacked and shit <laughs> if it was just me. And then if it was just you, nobody would even know. No, nope, no one would know this existed. <laughs> So it's a good, it's a good balance. All right, what kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking a chai tea. Um, no, that's tea tea. I'm gonna stop being disrespectful. I'm drinking a chai latte. Okay, delish. That I made. What kind of tea are you nice. drinking? I'm back on my green tea bullshit. I got okay. a jasmine green tea, and I put a splash of lemon in there. I bought like a jar of like lemon juice, mm-hmm. like fresh organic lemon juice. I don't think there's anything else in there. I think it is just lemon juice. Anyway, good for your tummy and then I don't have to have a whole bunch of fucking lemons, lemons up in the piece. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's not the lemon juice that, you know, our parents all yeah, had like a thing Yeah, the concentrate that you cook that. with. Not that one. Yeah, it's not that. It is concentrate but it is like fresh. It doesn't have whatever other shit is in, is in that one or whatever. Yeah, the other one you could keep in the cabinet until you open it that one you probably had to refrigerate right. as soon as you got thank it thank you yes yes that, that's the difference yes but yeah i like it mm-hmm. so that's what i'm on today what are your pronouns she her what are your pronouns she her they them and separate from my pronouns i am not a lady and what are you affirming for yourself this week i'm affirming you know in lieu of everything that memories are enough and actually memories mm-hmm. live longer so it's a good thing that i have those so i'm just affirming that yeah. and you know extending that to anyone else who is mm-hmm. experiencing loss loss doesn't necessarily just means death maybe there's a person that you really cared about who don't like you no more <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. whatever but memories they are enough and they last a really really long time so you know a wise man once said memories don't, don't live, live like, like people, people do. do they always remember you yep. whether things are good and bad it's just the memories that the we memories had that <laughs> yes <laughs> a sage <sighs> yes yes ashe 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 Ashe. what are you affirming for yourself i affirm i like yours too I like yours. I'm going to affirm that, what you said, too. Also, I affirm staying connected with family. You know, at funerals, it's always one person that says, I wish that we could get together. Yeah, I, I don't like at that person. Because they this. have a phone. What'd you say? I usually don't like that person because they have a phone. <laughs> right. And I'll be like, I don't wish that. <laughs> this is good. I'm cool with this. I'm having a good time. I don't wish that we could get together at other times because if we wanted to, we would. And this is nice. I will see you at the next family function. Maybe it'll be another funeral. Maybe it won't. Like if you throw something, I'll come. But I don't I don't feel sad that this is the only time I see y'all. I like seeing y'all. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to say I have a good time at funerals and we laugh and we cry, but we did a lot of laughing. Yeah, when I was so. at my dad's funeral, there was a lot of um, of course Muslim people from my childhood and they was like, We need mm-hmm. to get together more and I'm like, No, I don't like y'all. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Like right. it's nice to see yes. you. I'm glad you're yes. good and you're healthy. Just because right. we ran around the mom's kitchen, that's where all the kids used to just be downstairs mm-hmm. running around while the adults mm-hmm. did Muslim shit upstairs. Just right. because we, I don't, you know, we're different kinds of adults now. 
I don't want to hang out with you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if I saw you more often, it wouldn't be as nice that I'm seeing you now. <laughs> like this is, you know, we're having a good moment right now. We're having a good moment. We're going to have a good yeah, conversation, right. Right. you know? Like, again, I'm not, it's cool. Anyone who wants to continue to connect with me, that's cool too. But I don't feel bad that, oh, it's a shame that we're just seeing each other. No, it's not. I'm this is good. This is I cute. don't like to connect with people again. Like, through oh. this, because of this passing, a lot of people from my past have been reaching out. And it's like, oh, we got it. And it could be just be pleasantries and saying we got to get up and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I always have this reaction like, mm. <laughs> like I don't mm-hmm. want to. Like, you are where you are. Like, let's just keep the memories. Let's, like, right. I don't, I don't know you anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't want to get to know you mm-hmm. right now. I don't know. Just I've right. just been noticing that I have a, a version for that. If I haven't spoke to you yeah. in ten years, I'm okay with that. It's not mm-hmm. a bad thing. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. you know whatever. But I notice lots of people trying to like bridge stuff, and I'm like, no, it's okay yeah. to, to not. So I'm mm-hmm. realizing that too. I wonder if I'm sure some people say that and really genuinely in their heart intend or want to do that right whether they end up following through or not i I know i believe there are people who really believe that shit but i also wonder if that's one of those like pleasantries niceties or like a social awkwardness that's just like wow we haven't spoken in a long time i'm reaching out to you cold like out the blue and like that i know that feels weird for some people like you know we do it because we care about people and stuff like that. But I wonder if some people use that kind of as like a social cushion in the exchange, in this raw exchange with somebody who they haven't spoken to in forever, who they haven't seen. Like if it's just like a like one of those pleasantries that don't really mean anything, you know? I, I, I think so. I do talk back. So if they actually wanted to, whatever, then it would happen and it doesn't. So I do right. think so. But I just notice in my body, I always have this kind of like Neh! reaction. Like it's, I can't even, even if, mm-hmm. even if I know that this is like kind of a social pleasantry, right. I always kind of just be like, what? I, the last time I saw you, I was 22. Like I don't mm-hmm. even know. We're not the same person. I don't want to meet you now. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's just my, I just yeah. notice my brain does that. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. When people say that to me, I'm like, you want to hang out with me? It just makes me feel uncomfortable regardless whether I just spoke to you. <laughs> whether I just spoke to you a month ago or it's just like outside of the house, like socializing together. Are we going to have fun? Are we not going to have fun? Are we going to have, is it going to be good? Is we going to have weird conversation? What's it going to be like? It's the type of shit that be running through my head. But yeah, but I'd be down. I'd be down. Okay. Yeah. So stay connected with family. I do want to do that and be more proactive about like the people who I maybe only reach out on their birthday or whatever. Try and have more um, connectivity with my family family. I want to affirm financial abundance and stability. And I think I want to boo. I think that would be cool. Yeah, usually... When I want to boo, I'll like, you know, I say, oh, yeah, I think I feel like dating again or whatever. And I go date again. But I don't want to do any of that. I just want to affirm a boo. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. Sometimes I just fall out the sky. And it's like, right. I don't want to do. I don't want to do the shit that I normally do when I'm like down to meet somebody, which is really just dating. I usually go on an app and date and meet somebody. No, I'm a lazy boo getter, too. I don't like dating. I don't. like Yeah. Whatever. Just let me meet you. And then we're in love. And then let's... that's how I feel. <laughs> That's how I feel. I just want to affirm a boo. Mm-hmm. A large boo. Yeah, large That's boo. it. Large boo. Give her an XXL like. boo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I realized, I think my size is 2X. I need a 2XL boo. I, I said XXL. Mm-hmm. Isn't that 2X? I don't think so. I, yeah, I don't know how that there's works. Like, yeah, it's like, it's XL. I think there's XXL. Then I think it's 1X and 2X. Gotcha. I think. Okay. I think. But maybe not. Whatever it is. Yes. That's what you want. 
big like that. Mm-hmm. Tall and big. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I affirm that, yo. Before we get into this show, so we've both been talking about our experiences, losing loved ones and all of that shit. Nigga, how are you? How are you doing? I'm alive. You know, it's going. It is what it mm-hmm. is. <laughs> day by day. What's all the black things people say? Where it's day by that? day, step by step. You know, I'm here. <laughs> I'm just trying to say all the black things. Surviving. Yeah. Surviving. Surviving. You know, trying, mm-hmm. trying to be like you. You know how it goes. Right. You know how it you goes. Know how it be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. But I am really trying to, I'm trying really hard to stay present in my feelings because I'm a person who generally like mass feelings, don't right. really feel comfortable with emoting, always present like I'm okay, like all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't want to do that with this. I don't know what about my life right now makes me not want to do this, but I'm like in a conscious decision to like, not act like everything is okay. So when people ask me if I'm right. okay, if I'm not, I just, um, nah, nah, nah. like I've been doing that. I don't say I'm okay mm-hmm. if I'm not okay. But I don't know. It just feels like I really need to do this. I have experienced lots of serious death in my life. And usually I just mm-hmm. go on like nothing happened. Like I'll just go to school. Right. I'll just go to work. I'll just, you know, push on and life goes on. And, you know, you mm-hmm. got to, I'm not, never really was grindy, but of course, yes, get back to the grind and all of that stuff. And I mm-hmm. don't want to do that, especially not with this. I guess my, I don't know. I guess life has shown me that like I can take pause and I am at the point yeah. in my life where I have the privilege to pause in ways that I've never really been able to pause before. Mm. So I wanted to like fully take advantage of that and like just sit and like just not do nothing so like when i did right. find out my dad passed i did take a week off of work went to atlanta um that's where my dad was living when he passed it was nice to chill with my siblings that i hadn't seen in forever these are siblings like have you know from him but like siblings or whatever so that was fucking cool i don't like atlanta okay i can have that mm-hmm. city <laughs> can have it <laughs> keep it Keep it. All right. Tell us why. You can't, you can't, we can't shit on a whole city without knowing why. So I already decided I didn't like it before my dad's funeral because I had actually went to Atlanta the weekend before for my sister's graduation. Mm-hmm. My older sister was getting her master's that y'all donated to her for to get. So, hey, I'm shout out Damn. to listeners. So I was in Atlanta already and, you know, almost got in a fight. And it was just like, why mm-hmm. am I, I'm in the South. This is not where. <laughs> Right. I'm used to like pleasantries and being so impressed by like how like nice people are. Mm-hmm. And and to me, New Yorkers aren't rude. We're just very direct. Yeah. But I do like going to other places and just kind of just observing the differences and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I ain't get that in Atlanta. Dead ass almost got into a fight. Went to one restaurant. Was ready to choke the hostess. Went to another restaurant. And mm-hmm. it was just like, where's the customer service in this whole city? Right. It was just like, mm-hmm. what's happening here? Then it's like, I know people here own guns. So, like, I'm going to fuck you up, but you might have a gun. And it was right. just like, it's not fair. I, like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. It's not. Because I want right, to drag this right. bitch, but she could probably shoot me. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It yeah. wasn't, I didn't. I don't know. And then I did go on when I went the first time I went on happier circumstances. So it was not like I was in like this mindset that kind of just like whatever. But like, no, mm-hmm. the fight was started by my family. But that's not the that's not neither not here the nor point. there. Not the point. Not neither here not nor the there. Point. No, but the fight was almost started by them. But the energy that preceded that was not them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? My family, we kind of will fight anywhere. But then it was right. like, are we about to fight in the parking lot? Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. They have guns here. It won't just be a fight. 
I've never had that experience down south with black people. Every me time, me neither. So it's yeah, just... I've had that here, here in New York, pretty frequently. Somebody is trying to fight with me in some way, right? And maybe it's me, but whatever. <laughs> but down south, all of my experiences with black people down south are always positive. Are always I'm trying to get like you. It's always that yes. energy. Always. New York is like give or take, you know what I'm saying? Give or take, good or bad or whatever. But yeah, I've never had that experience ever. I've been to Atlanta once, but it was like, it was real brief for a bachelorette party. We was there nighttime or whatever. But outside of that, I don't think I've spent any time in Atlanta, any real time. So that never, I didn't get those vibes. Then um, then I went the following weekend for my, my dad's funeral and stuff. And I was telling my brother, like what happened the weekend before, He's like, oh, that's because you was, you're not, you're not, well, I'm, I can't do Atlanta accent, but my bro, he sounds like such an Atlanta Uh-oh. motherfucker. I'm like, nigga, you from okay. Queens, why you sound, but he did move there when we was kids, but it was like, mm-hmm. why is that coming out your mouth? But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's because like you wasn't with me and it did it This city is very like who you know. And, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, that's just like, I don't like stuff like that. Like um, yeah. I've only been to LA once, but when people make it seem like LA is that kind of place, so that's not a place I really right. desire to live at because I mm-hmm. don't believe in hierarchy and importance and, sh- and treating people mm-hmm. certain ways based on status. Right. You know, shit like that. Shit we don't fuck with. So mm-hmm. it was just like, ooh, that's gross. Um, But I did have fun with my brothers and sisters and hanging out with them and meeting. Um, I have other nieces. It was just, that was nice. That was nice. So it was nice to like go somewhere and be somewhere else and not like be in my house just with Xena mm-hmm. for that weekend so that was pretty cool but I do think I might need more time off of my regular job so I might take more time yeah, off right. soon I'll figure it out but I might take some more time mm-hmm. off and like I said I do have the privilege to do that so I'm gonna take mm-hmm. advantage of that Right. yeah then I haven't really felt like creative or like felt like wanting mm-hmm. to create anything I just kind of just want stuff just handed to me and I think that's why my day job has just been a little easier to get back to because i don't have mm-hmm. to like i do create shit or whatever but it's it's it's, it's different it's very it's a different bit more, yeah, yeah yeah it's a little bit more cut and paste exactly you know exactly a little, a little bit yeah so mm-hmm. i've i know that i felt more capable to do that than to like do the stuff we do here creating i haven't done right. anything with mix vixen at all because it's just like i don't mm-hmm. really feel motivated or have the capacity right now and i wanted to just like mm-hmm. honor that and not push against that so i'm grateful to like kind of just stop mix vixen i'm grateful that jay kind of like took pace with me and wasn't like trying to like mm-hmm. push me back to record or like anything like that mm-hmm. which is cool and also a privilege to have a partner who like understands that and, you know <laughs> shit like that mm-hmm. so that has been cool therapy has been really helpful and just like fucking with the people who like fuck with me just because like not because they have expectations not because they expect me to be whoever important person in their life no standards Mm -hmm. people who just fuck with me and that's what i've been wanting to do just being around people who just fuck with me just because i'm naima not because i'm queen not because i'm the hr manager at my job not because Mm -hmm. i'm that person who makes you laugh (laughs) not because just like oh just just fuck with me on some really basic level like kind of like how your siblings do like your mm-hmm. siblings don't know what well, they do know why they love you but it's just like oh that's my sister right like, what the fuck yeah <laughs> like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um so that's been really 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 important for me that's why i haven't really been i haven't been too social at all because i don't mm-hmm. want to like perform even if you're not performing when you're out you're like 
kind of performing in, in terms of like being polite and you know like yeah you know yeah. like that shit i don't want to do any of that i don't right, want to do any right. of it being polite being considerate like the the work that it takes to maintain healthy relationships with other people exactly like, that's it's it is it's work it's, it's work. you know it's 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 easy work when you're in the space you know what i'm saying when you're in the space to do it it's it's cool but it is it is labor yeah it is and know? that's why I like mm-hmm. that's why i might take more time off of work because that's how i feel at work that i'm just like right. performing and i know that's not like exactly what it is but that's how i feel mm-hmm. i want to do mm-hmm. that i'm in a bad mood yeah. or i'm whatever i want to be able to just do that and live that and mm-hmm. i have someone ask me what's am i okay and not have someone try to make me feel better i don't want to feel better this is how i feel yeah let me just mm-hmm. feel it but i know mm-hmm. that bad emotions seeing them feeling them around people do make other people uncomfortable so it might make sense for me to right. not be around other people because i do understand how that affects people or takes up space in certain ways or discomfort like i do mm-hmm. understand that i am aware of that so it's like hmm, maybe i should just be home more because i still want to do this i still want to feel these things so Mm -hmm. that's what's going on with me how i've been kind of where i'm at right now when i'm navigating and shit like that Mm -hmm. and lots of weed Mm -hmm. weed and cartoons good yeah what cartoons you've been watching the one I'm, I'm not finished yet. Jay already knows uh-huh. that I feel some ways about this, but <laughs> I've oh, been watching. Yeah. <laughs> I've been mm-hmm. watching Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of y'all love it, but you know, nice gowns. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's that shit. Bad. Tell us, tell us real quick why you're not fucking with it. Why you don't? Why you're not enjoying it yet? Oh, for anybody who doesn't know, so Harlequin mm-hmm. is an animated series. It's on HBO. When I watch it, I feel like how I felt when I was a kid watching cartoons. It is an adult series, so all the things are targeted to me. I feel like, but I have that feeling of like, the feeling that I had as a kid watching a cartoon, like the way they've done it, it's the same feeling that I have. Like to me, it's funny, it's colorful, it's fun. So they've managed to translate that experience into this show like when i watch a show like invincible or other animated series that are made for adults it's still to me sometimes like i'm watching i'm just watching a a drama that happens to be animated Mm -hmm. but i feel like harley quinn gives me those like childhood cartoon vibes or whatever so i love it tell us why you hate it (laughs) i hate it because it's just so male-centered and it's like a story about uh a woman character like yeah it's just and then it makes mm. me think about why some of those cartoons i didn't and like i'm realizing maybe i didn't watch a lot of i know i did watch batman but i don't know just the story is just so male-centered there's obviously queer shit in there but no one would like name it that or call it that because it's very like i don't know I just feel like too many men mm-hmm. man hands is on it like right. like i don't know it's just weird because you obviously you see this queer storyline throughout the mm-hmm. from the beginning yeah. but it's like no one can say it no one can hmm. mention it it's just weird to me when you say nobody can say it nobody can mention it what do you mean like because you said you said it's present but what what can you be more specific about about that i don't know it just i don't know i didn't write it it just seems like we're not going to mention it i don't know why i don't mm. know whatever it's just like we're just going to like it's like to me it seems like what men always think about women friendships anyway they must be fucking they must oh, love each other okay. they must whatever they like okay so they're always going to kind of like toe that line and kind of like do that but it's just it's just it, i don't know it just seems mm. really like man hands on it when it comes to that storyline 
And then I always had issues with Harley Quinn's kind of origin story because I hate mm-hmm. I hate the men's. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I don't really use them up for a lot of my motivation when it comes to like maybe not so much anymore. I can't connect to that anymore in that way. Mm-hmm. Where it's mm-hmm. like the man is the man and fuck patriarchy and yes, fuck that shit. But that's not my like. I don't know. She just seems to, and it's just could be because she's young and it's just her origin. She probably grows out of it. We all have these phases that we go through when it comes mm-hmm. to like asserting whatever kind of woman you are in the world or whatever the fuck. I guess I don't just don't like watching the process. I want her to already be mm-hmm. on the other side of it, being a bad bitch. What were you saying about the man is the man and fuck patriarchy? What, are we, what did you mean by that? I don't know. It's just something real white feminist-y about it. Oh, okay. That. Okay. White feminist girl boss vibes. Like her existing as a woman is all about showing these men I could do shit. And that's just okay. really, really Got like it. not for me or whatever. But I do like yeah. it. Like the cartoon aspects of it is fine. That's why I'm still watching it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not in love with it the way other folks seem to be yeah i feel you yeah i think i like like when it comes to the it being male centric i feel like like how you mentioned that you didn't like her origin story as you know being a jerk girlfriend and they were clearly in an abusive relationship to me and i think to a lot of people who like it i think it's the feeling of like there's a feeling that the series kind of turns that on its head and explores like we start the series where they are, they have like either just broken up or she's just kind of like getting out of that and clearly still like wrapped up in thinking that this is where she wants to be and this is what's so important to her or whatever, all this like man centric shit. And I, I'm going to watch it again, I think now, because I want to get a better understanding of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the first time I watched it, it felt like it was, yeah, watching that journey of moving away from being somebody who was like heavily influenced by the thumb of the patriarchy, moving away from that and like becoming her own person or whatever. But I feel you. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So you've been watching cartoons. Yeah. Smoking weed, spending time with Xena. I- Zena, that's my cat, if you don't know. I've started hybrid working, and I think Zena's having the time of their life when I'm not <laughs> here. I don't know what's happening, mm-hmm. but I come home, and he greets me like, hey! Like, it's just, it's different. Before, yeah. working from home before fully, if I did go out and come back, it was like, oh, she's back. Now he's kind of happy to see mm-hmm. me and stuff, so maybe their routine is back to normal. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. Right. It's nice to see kind of. Good for Zena. Yeah. Getting her space back. Yes. And then I've decided that I want to come back as a house cat. Like, that's just the life I want. Like, you would be okay with being indoors all the time? I could be a a house cat up from one who has a backyard or whatever. I could be an outside cat. I just want to be a cat because they just be sleeping all day, be chilling. Zena, I'm going Mm -hmm. through shit. And Zena's just like, hmm, let me just sit on your chest. Mm-hmm. like yeah i don't know not the, a street cat though them street cats no, be fighting for i don't want to be a feral cat i want to be mm-hmm. a cat that belongs to a human right a great human so i get the pleasantries of capitalism but i don't have to participate <laughs> sure <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so that's where i'm at right now i'm gonna be a house cat i feel like that's every black person's dream to get the pleasantries of capitalism <laughs> but not have to really engage yeah i don't want to participate but yeah okay. how the fuck are you doing how am i doing um i'm okay i'm sad i am a very like i do like to keep going i don't really like to pause so when my grandmother first passed I felt resolve in the fact that she was... So this is my mom's mom. I know I've talked about both of my grandmothers. So my mom's mom passed away. And I had some resolve in knowing that, you know, I had spent time with her. 
I have some resolve in knowing that she was 93. Mm-hmm. She had kind of like wasn't really eating. Like she wasn't, she was like over it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what I know about her is that she probably would have wanted us to quote unquote, let her die like earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we kept trying to feed her. And, you know, every now and then we put her on an RV. But what I know mm-hmm. about my grandmother is she would have been wanting to be like, could y'all just, I'm not eating. Like, let me fucking go. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I had some resolve in knowing that she was ready. And so I felt okay. And then, yeah, me and Queen were talking. And it's like, yeah, well, like you're, what you said, like you're, okay sure but also it's sad that your grandma's not here i was like oh my god my grandma's dead she's gone and uh, yeah it is really sad it is the feeling of like the end of a period of time you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying and she was here so long she was here my whole life knowing that all that stuff is like over in the natural realm it's like yeah that is oh shit that's that's grief that's upsetting that's like the fuck so yeah so it's sad it's sad but i think i'm okay i think it was hard for me because my style is to keep going and be- and that's also how i manage my depression is to keep going mm-hmm. like certain things i don't i'm not a structured person so things that already exist as a structure i like for that shit to keep going so i actually need to keep going so it's kind of hard for me not to be doing things and my my job away from this podcast is also kind of in the in a waiting period so that was all very much like a challenge for me navigating this period of like waiting and grieving without having other stuff to do mm-hmm. and i could have someone else would have created their own structure but i'm not that person so i just really needed to be able to do whatever is already in the structure and the system for me i needed to be able to go and do those things Mm -hmm. so that i think for me within the grieving process was a challenge but um i spent time with my mom i went to her house stayed over there that was really nice we don't usually do that we could do that i probably will do that more often but i spent time with her and you had a whole pandemic and your mom was not trying to vax so you was trying to keep her alive for about no i was definitely trying to keep her alive (laughs) yes there's that there's that that's true and then before that she was working Mm -hmm. so it's not like you know she didn't have any place to be or whatever we just both are just busy people and we like to be together but we're not like let's be together Mm -hmm. kind of people like we really have to actively be like oh wow let's be together like sometimes the only time we would see each other is when we went left here and went to charlotte to see my sister and it's like oh we're together you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i do want to now that she's retired and now that she's fucking finally fucking vaxxed good lord you see how i feel about that now that she's finally vaxxed then yeah i I definitely want to spend more time with her because I think the other piece of this is seeing her and like my aunt and uncles sad about it. Mm -hmm. That like, like really broke my heart. How else am I feeling? At the funeral, I wanted to put all my jewelry in the casket. I like wasn't ready for, you know, yeah, for us to be apart. So that was like a thing. And then I know my grandmother would have thought that was ridiculous. Uh, I know people in my life who would have loved that. Like when my dad dies, he'll probably, well, he wants to be cremated. But he would love it if I put all of my worldly possessions in his casket. But you could still um, put it in his casket and they burn it with it. Oh, yeah, I could. I could. You're right. I won't do any of those things. I know, but, but your dad would love it. Right. He would love it. <laughs> He would love it. My grandmother would have thought that was really ridiculous, so I didn't do it. But I was very close. I wanted to put everything I had in the fucking casket with her. Take this. <laughs> Take this ring. 
I wanted to put all of my jewelry on her. And I was like, this is, she would think this was so silly. So I'm not going to do this. But yeah, that feeling of like finality was like really like sad. But I did spend a lot of time with family. I liked that. I liked the time that I spent with my mom. I liked me and my brother talked, which is not a thing that we do. That's not one of my joys. Uh, but <laughs> we did. So that was cool. It's been a cool, sad time, mm-hmm. you know, and it just really makes me value. And I always kind of have, but all the different rituals that different cultures have of like what you do when somebody passes away and like taking that time to do those things, taking that time. If you are, you know, in our family, we had a wake, we had a funeral, you know, all of those little ritual things. It's like they all serve some kind of purpose, like people sending food to, you know, the grieving's house or whatever mm-hmm. to make sure they don't have to worry about cooking and shit like that. Like all of those things serve a purpose. So I enjoyed seeing and experiencing those rituals and what they were for us and what they meant for us and how we navigated that shit. So yeah, but otherwise I'm okay. Mm-hmm. We're recording, which I love. My other podcast job is supposed to start soon or whatever. I got a check. Got which a is important. Check. Because money does mean happiness, no matter what this fucking system tries to tell you. Yeah, like, you can be a happy-ass nigga with no money, but that whole thing about money can't buy you happiness, like, money will pay your rent. Stability helps you be happy. Yes, it does facilitate in your joy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If I had money, those times when I was idle, maybe I could have fucking gone somewhere Mm -hmm. for a minute and cleared my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, it does, so... I'm thankful to have finance so that I could fucking not be worried about that and that not be an extra thing on top of like whatever shit that I'm already navigating and dealing with. But yeah, so I feel good because money buys happiness. So that's that's where I'm at right now. I feel good. I feel motherfucking good. I'm trying to think, is there anything else about how I'm feeling? No, I feel good. I can afford to get my braids and shit. I feel good because money buys happiness. I just want to say that again. All right. Let's take a break. Thank you all for listening to us talk about grief and loss and libations again to everybody who has or is navigating that. Thank you for listening to us and taking this journey with us. We want to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about motherfucking spooky season. We got a blackface conversation and a Leah tribute that I didn't expect. Rock the boat. (laughs) Colorism in language, a moment in black hair, and working at a cool company while black. Still whack. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a break. Thank you so much for listening to Tea with Queen and Jay. This is a black-ass womanist race nerd podcast dedicated to dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. Yes, to quote Bell Hooks, we have to constantly critique imperialist white supremacist patriarchal culture because it is normalized by mass media and rendered unproblematic. Here at Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, we are dedicated to that critique and promoting, highlighting, and introducing alternate ways of existing and resisting the fuck shit that is oppressive systems. Through the podcast, events, trainings, and panels, we rely on your support to sustain this work. Sustainability. that's important there are a few ways that you can support tea with queen and jay you can rate us five stars on apple Podcasts. that's a big help and it lets people know 
that we are current and people like what we do here. That's right. You can tell all your favorite people about us. You can also give us your money. Give it to us. There are two ways to donate. Two. You can go to our website, teawithqueenandj.com. Slide down on our homepage and there's where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option and that is where you can give however much you want. And we have our Patreon option and that's where we're asking for a little bit more commitment. Just $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less, but that is up to you. All of our patrons have access to one bonus episode a month and all previous bonus episodes. Another great way to support Team Queen and Jay is to become a sponsor. If you would like to sponsor us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Team with Queen and Jay podcast or see it on social media, email us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. We also do trainings. You can hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, dismantling white supremacy in the workplace, womanism, black feminism, podcasting, some other shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast, or if you'd like us to do a COVID safe live show or consult you or your team, send us your team email at teawithqueenandj.com. Thank you so much for fucking with us. Thank you so much for all the support. Hey, black women. Hey, black femmes. Hey, black people. All right, 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 all right. And we're black. All the time. That's right. No choice. We gotta be. Just, just gotta be black. No choice, yo. This is what it is. What it is. So when we was talking about coming back, we was talking about, you know, what is our episode going to be back from this unexpected break? We wanted to talk about a little bit about spooky season, a little bit about black folks and how we navigate and experience Halloween. So I was like, okay, well, this is what Queen wanted to talk about. I'm like, yeah, cool. Let me check and see, make sure we didn't talk about this already and think about what Halloween episodes, what spooky season episodes we did. And so I went back and the intention was just to, you know, find a clip of this very specific thing where we talked about like growing up and experiencing Halloween or whatever. And I found this whole episode of all this good shit that I hadn't heard in four years. And I was like, "What? who are these people? Who the heck are these people? What are they talking about? And so we have an episode that we did back in 2017. There's so much good shit in there. Really good, yeah. I know that there are some of you who have recently found this podcast and for whatever strange reason have decided to listen to all of our episodes from the beginning which we consistently warn you against, but you do it anyway, but that's okay. So I know some of y'all have done that, but I assume that most of you all either have not heard this episode from 2017, or if you heard it, you heard it back four years ago when it, when it, you know, when we first aired it or whatever, but it's all kind of good shit in there. We have a really good conversation. Like I said, about the language of colorism, which is that shit is timeless and it still happens now like the things that we talk about in that episode niggas still do it it's timeless because y'all motherfuckers love colorism <laughs> they loved it make it up you they make it ever green they love it yes we have a weird ass blackface discussion whose weirdness i take full responsibility yeah, like, for <laughs> listening back i was like who what was she talking it's about? It's so funny. Yeah. Listen, in my defense, in my defense, I'm a about? nigga who really loves comedy. I grew up on comedy. So the conversation that we have about blackface, it comes from that place. But I think by the end of the conversation, it rounds out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bitch, you bugging. That's what it rounds out. out. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? But it was a good, it was a good fun conversation. We have a black on black hair crime that we talk about. Listening back, I was like, "Ooh, niggas give me heebie jeebies." <laughs> okay, 
listening back to that. Those were the vibes. Yeah, and then one of those working while black pits, because I was still at my nine to five at the time. So that, that really was so when I listened back, I was like, oh, she was spicy. No wonder <laughs> they let her go. <laughs> like, lay her off. Lay her off of that job. Okay, so without spoiling it, Queen, what was your favorite part of that episode? It's like, like a, I would call it an archive. It's actually, I personally, because it sounded so new to me, I'm going to call it a lost episode, even though it wasn't a lost episode. Like, it was, it's been sitting there the whole time. We but have like, a lot of episodes like that. Like, I don't have, I will, I don't have a favorite part of that episode. I just like to revisit our brilliance. Like, right. some of the things that we're talking about on that podcast in 2017, years ago, mm-hmm. are like some of the things that people on twitter are just now making a conversation now like like so i kind of like to revisit some of our old thoughts and be like yo we always been these bitches Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. like these are this is this is our work like we live breathe like and back then our episodes were of course we always had production meetings and blah 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 Mm -hmm. but it, it was really like our day-to-day shit and we put it into the show yeah. like it, it's right. really <laughs> like our lives mm-hmm. and we, cre- we create content from the things that happen in our lives and we're like just real about our lives and candid in mm-hmm. these ways that i don't really hear on other podcasts mm-hmm. i don't know i just like where's the shit and i love to like yeah. just like revisit and just be like yo been that bitch still that bitch <laughs> always gonna be that bitch <laughs> <laughs> So that's what the whole episode actually did for me, like Mm -hmm. um, re-listening to it. I really enjoyed your pick because they used to be fucking wilding at that job. You guys were here. And it was one of those jobs that like you assume is like, it's cool. It's a cool place. Oh my God, you worked there? Oh my God. Right. I worked and I I worked in the cool place in the cool department. (laughs) And it was always somebody coming to my desk with some wildness. Somebody was always coming to my desk being white. Whether or not they was white or not is a different story. But they was coming to my desk with the whiteness all the time. And these were like my last years there. So I I had so few fucks to give. So few fucks. So I enjoyed that. And then, nah, that's a spoiler. I'm not going to say it. But like, you guys are going to love it. What what were your um, favorite things about the lost episode? (laughs) All right. So if I wasn't Janicia... I would not share that blackface conversation again. I couldn't believe. I, think, I was like, wow, she was saying this. I'm glad I was there to be right, like, no. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And we had talked about blackface because, I, like I said, I searched all our episodes. So we had talked about blackface before, but we had never talked about my feelings about that specific aspect yeah. of it. So I think that a thing that we do on this podcast is like learn in public. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that was one of the conversations that like, that's one of those conversations <laughs> sorry that if we was those like if we was like a podcast that got fucking a million listens a week or whatever somebody would be like remember this yep this this is your king this is who y'all listen to remember this, this? Who y'all right 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 like you could take sound bites from that now and like you know you could blackmail somebody who gave a fuck but i don't but the whole point is like a lot of people are not having these conversations like a lot of us have thoughts that like you could get your black card revoked for that or whatever mm-hmm. but that was really how i felt based on how I grew up in my, the way that my family engaged with poverty. And also I'm a light-skinned person. So regardless of like my Mm -hmm. intentions or whatever, I still see things through that lens of my experience. I don't get treated certain ways um, or or there's certain things I don't experience because I'm a light-skinned person. So that is also in there. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I find that funny and 
it's embarrassing, but I don't feel, you know, I don't feel shame like over it because we were having an honest conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you weren't like wrong and strong. Like, well, that's how right, I, I was listening. <laughs> I was listening. Right. Yeah. I was listening to, you know, to what you had to say about mm-hmm. it. And yeah, because to me, this experience, it really is us talking together, talking about how we feel and exploring and trying to dismantle things or whatever. So, yeah. So I find that is one of my favorite parts. It's funny. It's uncomfortable to me or whatever. But I do kind of want to share that because I think learning in public is important. And I think that it is fraudulent to just like a lot of the ways that public personalities portray themselves on social media, whatever is to pretend that like, yeah, we always knew every single thing. All of our takes are good takes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so I thought that was funny because I was also surprised. I was like, oh, wow, that was like kind of (laughs) recent. I was so down on because I revisited my thoughts not hearing mm-hmm. it. I could like go back to that place and I remember sitting across from you. That's when we we, had, I, I, we was recording like in Jay's apartment at that time. So right. I'm just like. No, we was at, that was at Bonfire. Oh yeah, it was, it was. I forgot. I mm-hmm. heard that person's name in the recording. Anyway, and I remember like, what is she talking? Like, <laughs> who is, who is my friend? <laughs> Woo! What is anyway? And I'm sure Jay has looked at me like, "What is, what is wrong?" Oh, with several Queen? times. What the fuck? many times, many times. Yeah, but we're that's what makes a person. But that's diversity and thought. Like that should exist, right? We should not both right. just be on the same mm-hmm. plane when it comes to that. So it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do yeah. remember, like, whoa! I did not expect that to come up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway y'all have to hear it to hear exactly like where i was coming from and what i thought i was being nuanced about but anyway so i like that a lot i like that you know i like when my voice is in a deeper resonance my voice sounded deeper that day so i like it's kind of deep now today but i have episodes where it sounds high or whatever so i like my deep voice episodes it was one of those yeah and i like the energy i, I do hope that we can record in person again sometimes mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like work that back into the rotation because i do think there's an energy that comes with creating in person mm-hmm. that i think is really cool so i like that energy and i like that it was back when the fucking world was open and when we wasn't worried about COVID. Yeah, no idea that a pandemic could be something. We right. It was a different fucking world. It was a different fucking world. So we didn't share the whole episode. But throughout that original episode, we we're talking about, oh, I went here. I went there. I did this. I did that or whatever. All kind of shit that we just like would not necessarily do now. Or if we did, it would just be different vibes, different, you know, different energy. It was funny because you know? I was talking about being at that Trini Bollywood party and how I could mm-hmm. not dance to soca all night and now my partner is from Trinidad and I will probably have to dance this whole all night. <laughs> right. That's in the full, that's in the full episode. That's not in the, what we're yeah, going to play now. Just, but I'm just yes. thinking about like the things. Tonight. Look at your life. Look at you now. Look, look where I am now. Look at you now. Anyway. So here is us, Queen and Jay, 2017. It was spooky season like it is now. Please enjoy that shit. Take a listen. Let us know what you think. Kind of. Remember, that was Janicia 2017. Don't roast Janicia 21, 2021 because of Janicia 2017. We did this whole intro about how this is an episode from five years ago. Somebody's going to. There's always somebody. I know. I know. I know. When y'all say hateful things, don't worry. I saw it. I'm just not going to like it or retweet it, okay? <laughs> fucking saw it and I fucking read it. All right? Leave me alone. Mm. I'll block you. Anyway. Okay. Enjoy that shit. 
speaking of fucking dressing up and shit, mm-hmm. you know that the season has begun when you see your first uh, white girl dressed as an indigenous uh, person. Allegedly. It's either Halloween or it's festival season. Right. Those are the times right. when, all of a yes, sudden. Yes, when they dress like Pocahontas. They dress like Disney indigenous, yeah, American Pocahontas indigenous people. Or wear a headdress people. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So this was, yeah, Friday night. I was like, it's begun. Friday night, uh, I saw her walk down the street. We were near Wall Street going to a bar. And there there she went. So the season has begun. <laughs> what? I didn't expect you to just see her out in the wild. Like, I thought she, she was like at a party. No, she was out in the wild. <laughs> she, was like... she was out in the wild. I was like, the season has begun. This was Friday. Tis um, the season. Tis the season. Tis the season for blackface. Tis the season for cultural appropriation. Tis the season to appropriate. Tis the season. La 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 la. It, it, has, la, begun. La, la. it has begun. <laughs> In the spirit of that, there have been a lot of discussions online about blackface, about inappropriate costumes, and a few things have come up that have been interesting and brought up the question as is this act is this really blackface or mm-hmm. is this really a problem or whatever yeah. one thing that happened was uh kim kardashian dressed. she was breathing <laughs> she was breathing again <laughs> she keeps breathing all of those jenner kardashians keep breathing it's so irritating. i can hear it from the bronx it's so fucking irritating turn it down turn it down but in addition to breathing she had the nerve to dress as alia mm-hmm. from the dust yourself off and try again video what's yes. the name of that song try again try again okay that yeah <laughs> no but you're black we call the names the right. <laughs> so you see how i understood like yeah right. i wasn't even correcting yep. you or anything like, yeah uh-huh. yeah yep. that's my girl that one yeah and the internets did not like that shit yo they didn't they fucking hated it I don't they thought it was disrespectful to Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Quote to quote a few people. Okay. What are your thoughts about this? I'm confused. Okay. So there's two things here. Okay. Do we not like it because it's a Kardashian? Because like we don't even like them breathing. I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. What's number two? Because we don't even like them breathing. Right. Or is it like before we said we started recording? You just can't touch anything with Aaliyah. Right. Yeah. Conscious didn't you, say you that. You can't like speak of Aaliyah. Nope. You can't sing her long songs too loudly. Mm-mm. You can't nope. touch anything around her. She's no. like forbidding if black. If you didn't know her, Jewel. Keep her name out your fucking if mouth. If you did not gasp when you heard she died, but mm-hmm. she died, mm-hmm. shut up. If you were too young to gasp yeah. when she died, yeah. shut up. If you don't know her name is spelled with two A's, shut, shut the up. fuck up. Shut up. If you don't know exactly when she stopped swooping her hair over one eye, exactly. shut the fuck up. Shut up. There's no place. Well, remember for you when here. you met her face? I did, and it was like, wow. She's gorgeous. She got two eyes. (laughs) So, yeah, if if you aren't familiar with all of these things, then um, there's really no place for you here. Yeah. So I would say, uh, yeah, we don't want to play with Kim Kardashian and the Aaliyah costume. I'm not offended by the costume. Yeah, I wasn't offended. I thought it was fine. I just, you know. I don't, I I just... Yeah, I don't think it was offensive for the reasons why I'm usually offended by mm-hmm. people doing things on mm-hmm. Halloween. Yeah. It was just a Kardashian mm-hmm. breathing mm-hmm. and touching Aaliyah things. Right. Um, which um is a big deal for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Lots of people, lots of black women don't really fuck with the Kardashians. It would be nice. You know what? Okay, okay. I'm listening. Yeah. I hadn't thought of this aspect. I mean, I, it crossed my mind, but uh-huh. I, I didn't feel anything about it until you said it just okay. now. Stop touching black things. Yeah. Okay. Stop. 
touching black things which which for me is why i would say i could see why them not liking the kardashians yeah. do they touch a lot of black they things. touch them and we they are an accessory with them. to a lot of their aesthetic yes they don't wash their hands before touching black mm-hmm. things they no. don't they wash their them. hands after they wash their hands after <laughs> they don't handle them with care yeah. they are traditionally disrespectful of black things do not touch black if it's not your man or your child do not touch (laughs) black things yo do not touch black things so i actually get that actually Mm, yo i get that Mm -hmm. um that wasn't the rumblings i was seeing but but it is though actually okay you know what i'm it's like that's not the it's not spelled out that way it's not drawn out but we're two black girls here and we just that's actually what the problem is okay you know keep your hands off of black shit I just kind of want to like ignore them out of existence. Right. For me, yeah, like, I agree. So I'm like just I like, agree. It I wasn't I'm worth tired of paying attention to them bitches. Yeah. Like, that I, to me just... wasn't worth the internet discussion. Yeah. And then I feel like even though I feel like it's okay for us to talk about the things that bother us, I mm-hmm. feel like they are so toxic and need to be um fucking brought out the pain or gotten out the pain or whatever the fuck. That I would like for us to harness our brain trust, like for when they do more toxic things. Or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, cause yeah, but I feel like the Kardashian formula is to just be spoken of. It does not matter right. who, what, when, why, how. It does not matter. Yeah. They just want to be trending wherever they need to be trending. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's like kill the beast and maybe possibly not have them trending anywhere anymore. Right. Like we even with our disdain, kind of feed that. And they've mm-hmm. been around maybe like a decade now. Oh, over a decade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, it's we we know what they're we know what they're capable of. We know what mm. they do. We know, like it's nothing. And then maybe for younger people who are just now coming to these realizations of the Kardashians mm. and stuff, I don't know. For me, at my age, it's just like I just don't have the energy right. to do that because yeah. next week they're just going to have um side ponytails and mm-hmm. boomerang and rings mm-hmm. and, and you know i just i can't kids keep being like ah, 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 about them mm-hmm. um because that is what keeps them alive yeah. they're like a of what not a fungus but like a parasite or some shit like ugh. yeah so that's like that's probably why when i saw it it was like oh okay because it's just mm-hmm. Them mm-hmm. doing the shit that yeah. they do. Yeah, I didn't think it was anything worth... I saw it in passing. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. This morning is when I saw, oh, this is a problem. People are like talking about how annoyed they are with this. Then an actor... I don't know who the actor yeah, is. I don't, we don't, I don't even care to look it up. But I, I tried. I put white lady actor <laughs> plays... I put white lady my actor face right now, you guys. as demon. I had a joke for that. I didn't I, realize I couldn't formulate it. It was... I, yeah. You know, lots of things came up that I would hurt. imagine. <laughs> I would imagine. Hurt. I was like, this was pointless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're using the white man's Google. I'm surprised those words didn't just disappear as you typed them. Um, it would have changed it to lady. Right. <laughs> right. Did you mean lady? Did you mean white woman lady? Did you mean delicate flower? Did you mean princess? Of Did the, you mean Nubian white queen? Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so a uh, white woman actor on Twitter, tweeted a picture of a another white person with black makeup on, and she looked like she was supposed to be a demon or witch. It was it was clear, I think, that that 
picture was supposed to be a demon or witch. Yeah, it says it was a demon. Right. I saw it. And to me, visually, it did look like the image of, you know, how people like to portray a demon or whatever the fuck. And so the white lady actor put, oh, I, you know, I found my costume for Halloween or whatever. Mm-hmm. The internets go crazy and say, this is blackface. You should be ashamed of yourself and all those things or whatever. And there were some conversations about darkness. And it, and it separate from... The blackface conversation, yeah. there was this conversation of I, darkness I being used as right, as yeah, evil. I prefer that. Right. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. My, from what I was seeing on my social media feeds was, it was like a blackface thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's clearly being a demon. Mm-hmm. She's not like being a black person. Like, it was just like, what's happening? Yeah. And then I'm kind of at a space where I'm filtering out what I'm yelling at because mm-hmm. everything is just it's just so much noise mm-hmm. so it was just like oh I'm not gonna bypass this I don't have you know whatever but I do like the other conversation you brought up which is has always been a huge conversation and being raised and with my parents and stuff like that mm-hmm. is how darkness and blackness is always tied to like these demonic things right. or these evil things right. and colorism in that sense mm-hmm. um, so I like that you brought that up because that's not what I was seeing mm-hmm. and I didn't even think about that it was just like this is a demon <laughs> like, yeah yeah yeah, and and I think but that this is a demon. right. Why can't the demon exactly, look like else? exactly? And I think that it it was unfortunate that there was so much blackface, blackface, blackface conversation about that. Yeah, because it derailed from the idea of okay, why do you have to paint your skin black to portray evil? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And that I think is really important, and it's fused into our language the way that people and I hear aware people using the term fair to describe light-skinned people that shit i don't i'm listening to a podcast that's one of my several actually yeah Yeah, i'm listening to a podcast that y'all talk about race every week and we're still using the term fair fair to describe describe light-skinned folks Like, like the term fair traditionally has in the English language is to mean beautiful, yeah. attractive, a fair lady, a fair better. maiden, better, superior. Kind of quality, right. And like, so to describe someone who is light skinned as fair, I don't understand how you don't say it and hear that shit when you say it. Mm-hmm. But okay then, whatever. That drove me crazy. Remember when they had that stupid documentary on own about the light skinned girls? Right. They kept throwing that word around too. And no. it was like, how are you having this documentary? Yes, and don't have that about, conversation. And don't have the conversation about, well, that whole documentary was shitty. They right, were not addressing right, white right. supremacy and how mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. you can't say white supremacy and you're talking about colorism yeah. and you need to just shut up. Just but lock it up. They kept saying fair. And I'm like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is happening? Yeah, it's very strange. How do you to not me? speak about it's very strange. that word? It's very strange. And please, all of my podcast friends who are listening to this, can y'all maybe consider stop doing that shit? Yeah. It's very strange in a conversation of, of like colorism to be using the word fair yeah. and not touch on what that it's, means. But for me and my experience, I don't know if we're talking about the same podcast. Uh-huh. There are people who are from black people who are from southern places. I'm talking about like seven different podcasts. Oh, I'm only, yeah. I listen to as many podcasts. As yeah. You. Oh, okay. Right. I'm thinking of about three. Okay. And the, those people, mm-hmm. they're from mm-hmm. southern places. Okay. It's it's uh it's not to say colorism doesn't happen right no it happens yeah 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 but just yeah words mean things and i think we should really be thinking about the language um in that so anyway right and so it goes back to right darkness and being demonic and all that stuff or whatever the other thing darkness (laughs) the other thing with the blackface thing personally there were a lot of people saying oh this is not blackface i really don't give a shit that this white lady was yelled at by a million people or oh, i didn't i didn't care either i didn't yeah. care to defend Fuck her that. pick another costume bitch yeah people don't like it my life our lives as black women are inconvenienced every fucking day uh, 
every day. And if you called out and people don't like that because they feel it's blackface, just pick another costume. Yeah. It ain't that serious. Yeah. Apologize. Go on with your life. Who You're cares? You have the money. Pick you have the else. money. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, there's that. And then white people have ruined good, clean fun. Even though, yes, that that's not good, clean fun when you're just saying that darkness is evil or whatever. But just generally speaking in terms of costumes or whatever, there are times where I have seen artists, comedians, white comedians, old school, who mm-hmm. Tracy Ullman used to, I guess, yes, yeah, blackface. Tracy Ullman used to do blackface or wear yeah. darker, complected cos- makeup to portray different characters or whatever. And I never, maybe if I rewatched them, I would find them to be racist, but I never found them to be racist. I, I felt like she was portraying a character and all her characters were funny to me, you know? But I've, I have seen her do, actually, I have seen her do some racist I, shit. Y'all can't see me, but I'm making faces. You are making faces, but it did make, understand. it did make me think of this character that she did that was that was uh, supposed to be Indian and that shit was actually wild racist. So I'm gonna go ahead and take that back. I'm gonna say, how old were you when you watching these things? I was younger, but that one that I watched that I'm talking about, the Indian lady, she did that maybe within the last six years, maybe. And I was watching thinking, oh, this is racist. Yeah. She wasn't She so, wasn't in blackface, I don't think, mm-hmm. when she did that one. But it just made me think of, because sometimes I do use her and defend her, because I've seen her do black characters from back in the 80s when she was doing this. Mm-hmm. She did black characters. She did have the face on, and it didn't seem to be racist to me. But, but no, she's probably not. up. You know what I'm saying? Like... Right. Are white people ruining things or are you just noticing more of their bullshit? No, no, no. They ruin things and I notice more of their bullshit. What mm-hmm. I'm saying, though, is that I feel like or even Billy Crystal, for example, used to do a Sammy Davis Jr. impression. He's really good at it. And he used to do it in blackface. And I didn't. Even as an adult, he did one recently. And that's the first time people started saying, oh, this is blackface. What are you doing? Why would you do this or whatever? Right. And to me, it didn't bother me but it i didn't bother you a white man had a, you like it didn't bother me because in the context of billy crystal he's done he does characters he does imitations yeah, and it wasn't an just doesn't mean you have to put black face no i know him. but listen to what i'm saying it wasn't just him sitting there as billy crystal with brown paint on his face he was like in full costume he had the glasses he had it was a whole thing i'm not i'm not defending it what i'm saying is that i feel like there are times when, first of all, it's ruined. Don't do that ever again, right? It was always ruined. That's the part I'm disconnected right, from is that that right, shit was always right, ruined. Right. Like, I don't even get how, the, that shit was always fucked mm-hmm. up, was always ruined. Like, you could be Sammy Xavier Jr. and not have to paint your face brown. Like, his mannerisms, his talk, all of that. Right. You would know who the fuck that is. Like, I don't right. even get why that was ever okay mm-hmm. or why, it, like, that's why I'm just sitting here confused and like when black huh mm-hmm. ruined like the day the first white person decided to put shoe polish on their face it was fucked up it was fucked up since then like mm-hmm. I don't what I guess what I'm trying to say is that to me to me that was different than the black face of putting shoe polish on your face and acting like your interpretation of a black person you know what I'm saying to me that was that was I'm doing this guy you know what i'm saying i'm doing this character you know what i mean that you could do without pain no absolutely yes i agree with you i agree with that i'm just saying that it represented something different for me and i don't think that i think at this point and even then like to your point you can't separate those things you know what i'm saying they should have never been separated i'm i'm talking and thinking my way through this but i just never i just felt like it didn't feel like a disrespectful thing. You know what I'm saying? But I, I get don't. 
Okay. I hear you. Right, 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 like, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I mm-hmm. can't make those connections. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I mean, is it? I don't know. I guess I was going to say outside of the context of fucking colonialism and white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, is it problematic? But you can't take anything outside of that context. Yeah, you can't. All right, well, never mind. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm confused because it's like, where, what planet? Mm -hmm. Where Mm -hmm. where is this place? Yeah. Where that was able to happen and Mm -hmm. um, be okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know that place. I've never known that place. Mm -hmm. So so that's why I'm confused. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) there's that. I'm glad we talked it out. I'm glad we talked it out. But what I was trying to tie that point into, mm-hmm. I've, I have learned and I've now shifted and, and changed my opinion on this. Mm-hmm. But what I was trying to tie that into was white people, you ruined all this shit or whatever. So even if you just want to be a demon or you just, this doesn't look like blackface or this Me is not blackface. Saw. Yeah. Me put you saw. Yeah. This is, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. If you made three people mad and they see blackface. Blackface was a thing. Guess yep. what? That's it. Yep. Do something else. You started it. Nobody. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> started exactly. It. You so. started that shit. So, so fuck that. Yeah. Fuck your moms. Totally. Fuck all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, but I didn't expect us to go there. <laughs> fuck you and your moms and your whole generation. Yes! Remember that shit? Yo. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Anyway, you have a moment. We used to in... go in though. Your generation, really your mother's generation, <laughs> and your grandmother's generation. We were just like a lion, <laughs> like killing people off. Oh man, that's how you gotta love kids, man. Gotta Seriously. love kids. They know how to do it. Word. I want to do something that we haven't done in a long time. Oh shit. It's been a long time oh, since shit. we had a moment in black hair. Hey. So my moment in black hair might be brief. I don't know. You might have some things to say, but I don't want black people touching my hair either. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Like, don't touch my hair. Um, Don't touch. So I was at work. This is a few weeks ago. My Mm. office moved. We are in an office share with another company. So we had like a, a cookout to like us force to meet each other and stuff mm-hmm. um it's this young black girl woman who i'm trying to get girl out of my vocabulary okay there's a young well unless it's a girl yeah so it's a young black woman she has like straight long weave or whatever mm-hmm. i had my green dreads in at the time she's like oh ask me questions which is fine i don't care about hair questions i'll i will mm-hmm. talk here with a black woman all day yeah whatever and then she's like i want to touch her hair so i kind of make a face does she did she say I want to touch her? Did she, she say can I, I? I want to touch her oh, hair. Okay. So I make a face and then I keep talking to everyone at the table and then she just touches my No, head. come on now. And I didn't say anything because it was like, this, I, this is not what I want to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, me and her are the only black woman at the table. Yeah. And I didn't want to be, I just didn't want to do yeah. that. Like, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to sit out here and fucking talk to the new people, introduce mm-hmm. myself and like, eat the fucking burgers that they made on the grill. Like, you know, yeah. whatever. So she's like touching the dress or whatever. So eventually I kind of just move my head so she can't touch them anymore or whatever. I'm sitting there talking. But I'm thinking to myself, like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Like, yeah. why would you just touch yeah. my hair? No, that's not cool. Then it made me think of when I first went natural, which is I think I was like 24-ish. And I didn't go natural like most lots of black women do where they do the big chop, meaning that they cut off all their relaxed hair. 
and then they go about the world. I was still wearing weaves. I just stopped perming my hair. Mm-hmm. I stopped yeah, perm- people do that I stopped relaxing. Yeah, no, I just I said a lot of women. Mm-hmm. I started... I stopped relaxing my hair when I was like 21, but I still wore weaves. Mm-hmm. And then it just all like grew out, whatever. So people were used to seeing me in like these straight long weaves. And then one day I just didn't wear a weave and it was just my hair. Mm-hmm. And lots of black women who were, yeah, it was just over. I noticed, I'm thinking because of that, it made me think of all the black women who would touch my hair to see if it was soft enough or mm. um, to see what kind of black girl hair I had. Yeah. Mm. I just want to see how soft it is and it would just touch my head. Mm. Just to, I guess, to understand the amount of naps I probably had or some shit like that. Right. Or I was like, oh my God, you have a lot of hair. Let me touch it. Mm. And it would just irked me and I didn't say anything in those spaces because I didn't know what to say. Then it was like, it's a black woman. So like, it was a lot. It's like, why is this happening? It's a lot to process. Yeah, it was like, it's a black woman. Then it's like, well, a lot of times for me, when it's a black woman doing that, it's usually a black woman who's not natural. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe they forgot what the shit feels like. I don't know. Well, yeah, I will say that a lot um, of us, a lot of us don't know the hair, the texture of our hair. You know what I'm saying? Or what any of that I, is like. But or... I think that's a lie. Because, well, I it's not know. a pass. It is um, true that a lot of us do not know the texture even of our when hair. I, even when I relax my hair, I was like... Maybe my relationship with hair is different, but your hair grows and then you have to get a relaxer. Like there's a, like a six week period before you get a touch there, up. Right. But so there are like, people. Can, like, no, that's, that's different like, than a whole head of natural hair. And there but I'm are, just saying that you know what it feels like, though. I always knew what my hair felt like. You were natural as some no, as no, a no, kid. No, were no, you no. not? Did you not have natural hair as a kid? Yeah, but this there is, are people who've been straightening, whose parents been straightening their hair their whole life. There's lives. periods between when you, ha- when you have a relaxer. Yes. There is a period of time. When your hair is like gross. I remember that. Yeah. That is different than a whole head of natural hair. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying that there is a difference there. I'm just saying that you have touched natural hair. Okay. That's my point. You've mm-hmm. touched this shit. The shit grows out of your body. Your mm-hmm. underarm hair isn't fucking relaxed. Your pussy hair not relaxed. Well, like it's not you, the same I know that, but I'm just saying it's like you've touched hair. Like mm-hmm. you have hair in your body. Like okay. it's just, it just irks me and drives me now that I'm like having flashbacks and remembering mm-hmm. this time and I was like coming you know walking around with natural hair that we like still examining each other and our bodies in these ways that is at this point in my life I think is foolish right I personally no I'm done I personally if a black person asks me I don't mind mm-hmm. and I'll I will generally let them touch my hair they ask me a black person you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If a white person asked me, I said an immediate hard pass. No, thank you. Go away. If a white person touched my hair without asking, that's a whole nother type of separate craziness. Black people, I don't have memories of black people touching my hair. And also I spent most of my life without hair mm-hmm. um, with a very short haircut. So the last time, it's funny you brought up your green dreads. When I had in my gray dreads, mm-hmm. I went to Blurred Con and this... Young black dude there was like, oh, my God, I love your hair. Can I touch your hair? And he he said it and it looked like he knew why that could be a bad question. Mm-hmm. And the history and st- I could see it in his face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could see it in his face. And I said, listen, well, I didn't say listen. It wasn't a whole thing. But I was like, yeah, we're all black here. You can touch my hair. But also that was because I appreciated the question. I appreciated his hesitation and I saw respect in his yeah. face. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And because I honor the fact that we are as black people so much of that has been taken away from us Mm -hmm. and until recently the norm was for us to walk around with processed hair that was the standard you know what i'm saying and so it's i think for me what i'm saying is this is why i I say what i'm saying oh i thought you were finished i think 
because that was the norm, because the norm was for us to have straight hair, whatever, there are so many people who are still unfamiliar with that texture or the variety of textures our hair comes. I didn't know that our hair came in different textures of nappiness or straightness or whatever. I thought that we all just had whatever my 4C hair. You know what I'm saying? So I think that for me, I think that it is, I'm okay with sharing that experience with other black people if they ask me and, and are respectful of it. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want people just putting their hands on me. I'm not okay. I'm not okay with that at all. Because right. there's so many ways for you to learn that shit. I it's just so many like you can be in a room with different black women with natural hair and mm-hmm. see different textures. You know what I'm saying? Like Are you okay with them asking? I don't understand why you have to touch me. Like for you to learn. Um mm-hmm. that's my thing. And then I think another reason why she touched it was because it was dreads. Mm-hmm. And even if you even if you are into natural hair, dreads is still kind of like this dirty um, thing to a lot of people because okay. it was like she was examining the locks. It was just really, really weird. And mm-hmm. I'm not a person who has locks. They were um, I added them in. Yeah. But it was just it was just really I don't I don't like it. Do you think Did that I like it do at you, all? Don't touch. Well, me. first, first of all, that she just put her hand out and touched your hair. She didn't ask you. She no, I know that if someone asked, if you asked me to, I wouldn't. No, no, no. That's that. fine. Okay. That's fine. But I'm just talking about the energy of it, like how you're describing. Do you feel that it's a rude question for someone to ask you, for a black person to ask you? Yeah, I don't mm. I don't understand why you have to touch me. Like, why do mm. you have to feel me i yeah i don't get mm-hmm. it it's just this weird like revisit that on your own body like you have well like, for me i don't want to be that person for you to do that right also the times when people have asked to touch my hair i am wearing synthetic hair and i think that there's so many different textures of that and so many different ways that that happens like they're not gonna feel that on their body. Again, they don't have to examine. All of it on my hair me. is always ex- um synthetic too. I'm no, no, no. I know. Things. I know. It's just, I know. It's just that if we're talking about wigs and we're talking about hair in that way, mm-hmm. then I would get why you need to touch it. A lot of times, people don't even know I'm wearing a wig mm-hmm. or it's fake. They don't even know it's fake hair. They think mm-hmm. it's my hair. Right. So they're not looking at my head, thinking this is a wig. I want to feel the texture of that wig. Or I want to feel the texture of the dress. They actually think it's my hair. Mm-hmm. So I know that the, the intent is not, I want to feel what Ultra feels like. Like, right. that's not what it is. Right. It's just like, there's this thing on her head. This is how I interpret it. Mm-hmm. Things on, this, on her head that is different and interesting that I've never experienced and I want to experience it. So I'm going to ask if I can touch her. No, that's just like weird and I don't know. It's just okay. not. Nah, I don't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. So black people don't touch my hair either. That's Unless you're fair. doing my hair. If you're that's not doing fair. my hair, don't touch my head. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if I've ever asked someone to touch their hair. Because I'm a very like touch shit kind of person. But no, I don't recall doing that. But that's interesting. I don't mind the question. But I respect that. Mm-hmm. I respect that, yo. Respect your personal space. Yeah. I don't like it. Don't touch my hair. Black, white, whatever. Don't touch it. Unless you're doing it. So, I don't know. For me, that was my mom wanted black hair. All right. I didn't like it. Well, thank you for that fucking shit. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's something to think about. I enjoyed that one. Cool. Good shit. Yeah, that's that. Nice. You ready for the pit? I'm ready for the pit. Let's fucking do it. Yes, let's do it. Windows. The new Triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. 
So I have a pit this week. Okay, so what's the pit? Well, it's white women, as usual, but... Now, what is this? Oh, what is the pit? <laughs> oh, the pit is where we throw the undesirables. She was just ready. Like, Let's do it. We're yes, throwing white pit. women in. Uh, That's yeah. it. They're going in. It's where we throw the undesirables, the people, places, and things that we do not fucking like, we do not enjoy, and are trying to fuck with our black joy. Yes. So generally at work, at my nine to five, I am microaggressed in some way. Honestly, it happens too often for me to say anything about it. You know, sometimes it's worth mentioning here. Sometimes it's not. But this particular one. You just one, sound like a Zillion Bank. I know, right? Every time. Uh, oh, with the complaining all the time <laughs> about racism happening to you. Just deal with it. Anyway, so I was at my desk, minding my business, and someone came up to me. We'll call her Susan. Okay. Right? That's our that's our version of Becky here, yeah. right? So Susan comes to my desk and she says, "Hey, Janicia, we're doing color swatches or whatever, color swabs or whatever." And I got we wanna... triggered when you said color, <laughs> right? That's so funny. And we want to <sighs> we want to do it on different skin or whatever. Mm-hmm. Can you use you? So now Susan comes over with there are I'll say maybe three other white people with her. One was Asian. Uh, they were all my same complexion. I was about to say that. I was about to. They I were was, all my same I was color. About to ask. They okay. were all my same color. I put my arm out and I said, "So when I know you're doing color swatches, we're all the same color here. So like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Right? Me, me, and this other person. There's a there's an Asian woman there who is my exact same color. Yeah, I'm my sure. exact same shade sure. or whatever. Right? So like, what, what, what? Well, so Susan says to me, "Yeah, well, it's just not a lot of." other people here not a lot of other people you know with darker complexions i listed my hand i ran out of fingers and i named everyone that they could go to oh wow okay yes yes i'm like you go to jasmine she's around the corner you could go to uh, fucking uh, Stuart is over there james is over there danielle's downstairs this one that is that you just want to go to you just think going to any black person is enough is enough oh you're black but we work with color yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. like my complexion is important. You just came to my desk because I'm a black person and you came to my desk because you've spoken to me before. And these other black people, you've probably never said hi to them. You don't know their names. Yeah. And there's the fear of blackness. So you don't want to even approach and yeah. say, hey, I'm Susan. Can I can do you mind if we do this? Get the fuck away from my desk. Get away. From, I did say get away from my desk. I know you did. I know you didn't I say did. That, no, but... I said get away from my desk. OK, mm-hmm. what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know? So that to me was microaggression in the sense that I was a black girl. So it was like, oh, just go ask the black girl. You don't even see me. You don't even understand that I'm a black girl, but we are the same complexion. Why are you at my desk? You don't even see what's happening. We work with color. We work with color. That's why I got triggered because I know where you work. Yeah. <laughs> you said color. We work with color here. Oh my goodness. You should, you should know the difference in We're, complexion and yeah, shade. Yeah. Color matters here. Yeah. So like, why are you, why are you here at my desk? What, what do you, what? So at the end of it, she's like, I said, I had to say this in so many different ways. I, I was very direct, but direct in several different ways mm-hmm. so that she would get it. And finally she's like, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. I guess you are kind of the same color. Like, yeah, it was the same color when you walked over to my yeah. desk. Okay, I, I shouldn't have had to point this out to you. Go away. So fuck you, Susan. Fuck you, Susan. Again, you're going to pit, yo. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it was very silly. It was very silly. It was very silly. And there's so many different shades of darker than white people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So many. So many. So many. So many. Go find one. Oh my, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. And. 
you can find someone who's not black who's darker than me yes it's because we're talking about color yes. we're not talking about race exactly you came to my desk because i was because i'm Cause black, black. Cause racially your race, i'm black your race is black so right you, so that's your color your job is color go <laughs> find somebody that's another color and i don't mind when i first started in this type of work people would ask me stuff like this and i'd be like okay because i would just you know they're here asking it would be they would send someone to my desk who was actually a different a whiter shade of white yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so i'd be like all right cool we are a different shade and then i would look at the finished product and it would be an asian girl a white girl and me and it's like really we all kind of in the same color yeah. family why what is this shit yeah. you're not and doing any work exactly you're doing no work exactly so I'm, I'm much more hip to that now ma'am after fenty you're just still coming what? here and asking me this shit get are you fucking crazy from my desk anyway fenty ad i don't know I don't know. Post Fenty. I don't know. And cause you know a lot of them are trying to scramble to be like, mm-hmm. we got colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Any industry that deals with color, like you should like pay attention to actual color. To actual colors. Actual color. But you know, white people don't see colors. They so don't see color. Doesn't matter. So that was cool. Back to fucking 2021 and this fucking fucky ass <laughs> pandemic. Welcome back to the pandemic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the pandemic welcome back we're back in 2021 it is fuck shit ass pandemic yo that was a good time yes. that was a good throwback it was. that was that was a good look back yo for everybody who's been with us since then thank you so much for those of you who are just now enjoying queen and jay of 2017 Welcome. Welcome. We were cute then too. Yeah, we were. We were. Thank Definitely you. Were. Okay, so we're back. So we will be back with an episode next week. You know, God willing. Yeah, God willing. Because God willing, we don't know what's gonna happen. Like my mom would say, "A lie is the best of knowers." Inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. Inshallah. All of that. Well, if God see fit, <laughs> if God see fit, we'll be back. We'll be back here. Man does not know the day nor the hour. Okay? Of God's plans. Okay? Anyway. Nah, we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back next week. Like we said up top, we are going to be at Afros and Audio Podcast Festival. Once again, that's November 13th through the 14th. And you can buy your tickets at afrosandaudio.com. Please make sure that you use our code. And we'll include all that information in the, the show, show notes. notes. It is virtual. Yeah, we will be presenting... Virtual. Virtual. That's right. Virtual, virtual event. We're presenting on Saturday. Our presentation, The Market is Not Flooded. And we'll be talking about podcasting and how we do things and shit. So be there and be square. Or what? Like, how come if you're not there, you're a square? That's not not right. I know you didn't create that saying. That isn't right, right? What right. if you can't come? Like, what if? Yeah. What if your grandma died? You know what <laughs> I'm you, saying? If your dad died. Then you're like, a squ- right? Then you're a square? Huh. 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 <laughs> Anyway, come if you can. You know, God willing, if God see fit, inshallah, (laughs) come through, okay? Because only the ancestors know what's really good. Anyway, Mm. anything else? No, that is all. Be sure to follow us on the social meds. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. We are also on Facebook and Tumblr. Just search for us there and hit that follow button. Send us T-mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Visit our website twithqueenandjade.com that's where you can donate do all of that shit and yeah my personal social meds is at the queen speaks with an 
underscore at the end that is on instagram and twitter who are you on the internet i am at janicia f on twitter and instagram j-a-n-i-c-i-a-f i I was gonna say the f is for the end i'm trying not to curse anyway (laughs) that's motherfuckers please as advised by the person yes less motherfuckers so the f is not for fuck you or fuck or whatever it's just janicia f that's it okay all right uh don't i say something this podcast oh thank you thank you okay (laughs) (laughs) this podcast was created hosted and produced by a black girl named naima and a black girl named janicia with social media support from a black girl named joe and editorial support from a black girl named candace tea with queen and jay we turn up responsibly on a question of whether i would rather be love or feared When I think about that question, I have to say it depends on what point in my life I was at. Mm. When I was in the street robbing niggas, I didn't want to be loved. I wanted to be feared. I wanted them niggas to know when I walk up, like I said in the song, by the time I was 18, I walk up on the corner and none of them niggas stayed long. And I ain't lying, kid. I had that iron cig and my heart fucking bigger than a lion's is. I wanted niggas to when you walk up, you wanted niggas to get that all shit. Here come them niggas. Oh, where the fuck what? was I at? You walked up what, what? corners and niggas stayed there and talked to us. Oh, ain't nobody. Get the fuck out of here, niggas. Ain't nobody fucking something. leave. Let me tell you something. Who the fuck left? <laughs> All right. Everybody ain't wild over stuff. Yeah, what's going on? Where the fuck was I at in jail? When you walked up on the corner, ain't nobody stay long. Right. Everybody was sitting there. The motherfuckers, <laughs> they passed you to 40.